God Has a Plan, Part 7 of this series by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. In continuing this series, let us look closer at the people that will carry out God's plan and establish His kingdom. They are what we call the Eighth Day Generation. Who are they? What are they? To begin with, the Eighth Day children have a different spirit than those of the Seventh Day. Their human spirits are trained by the Word, by truth, by the tree of life. They therefore not only understand God's covenants, they believe His promises and have entered into them. They are dedicated and determined to make the world aware of the covenants also, bringing a message of peace, love, restoration, and hope to all creation as the world systems fail. Isaiah prophesied in chapter 66, verse 22, of a new heaven and a new earth, and spoke of a remnant that would remain through the fall of the world, its culture, and all that opposes God's kingdom. Isaiah, chapter 66, verse 22. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. You see, the number eight stands for new beginnings, a new cycle, a cutting or circumcision from the old. The dawning of a new day is here. The eighth day people are on the scene. They are God's signs and wonders that have been taught spiritual law and do their best to walk in them. Spiritual law takes precedence over physical law, so as they mature in faith, they do not have the natural boundaries of fallen Adam and his descendants. The child of the dawn's actions are based on faith, and their faith is based on truth. Did you realize faith in itself is a spiritual law? So as their knowledge of Christ broadens, and they begin to understand more fully what he accomplished on the cross and the far-reaching effects of Christ's victory on creation, they become a people of even greater faith. Nothing will hinder the work that they are called to do. Their circumcised hearts have Christ dwelling there as King of Kings and Lord of Lords to open their understanding and guarantee their success. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, Christ in you the hope of glory. So, it's Christ in us that is the hope of the eighth-day people. His blood-stained robe and their testimony based on truth gleaned from the tree of life allows them to be overcomers. They will walk in victory over the systems of the nations because, are you ready? The morning star has risen in their hearts announcing his arrival to the world and declaring his kingship. Let me explain. When Jesus came to the earth the first time, as we all know, a star was seen overhead announcing his arrival and heralding new beginnings for humanity. This time, however, he comes as a thief in the night, hidden in our hearts, yet a star did rise in the kingdom of God. Revelation chapter 3 Verse 3 shows us the nature of his coming. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I come upon you. The kingdom of God comes quietly also, as we see in Luke chapter 17, verses 20 through 21. The world will not be aware, 
nor will the world's children be a part of this kingdom. Luke chapter 17 verses 20 through 21. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Now let me show you the star announcing the second coming of Christ. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns. The eighth day, and the morning star rises in your hearts. Remember, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Revelation chapter 2, verses 26 through 28. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, as I also have received from my father. And I will give him the morning star, the right to the tree of life. Here is the star that rises in the kingdom of our hearts, announcing his arrival. Revelation chapter 22 Verse 16 says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. A prophet of old prophesied in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A scepter shall rise out of Israel and batter the brow of Moab, and destroy all the sons of Talmud. Of course, this prophecy was of Christ. All was symbolized by the star of Bethlehem at the first arrival. Bethlehem means house of bread. We are his temple, his house, and he is the bread of life, the star, and it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are one loaf with him, so we too are morning stars. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17. For we, though many, are one bread and one body, for we all partake of that one bread. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, Adam, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man, Jesus. The Lord said to Job, In Job chapter 38, verses 4, 6, and 7. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together? Jesus and Lucifer, or Satan. And all the sons of God shouted for joy. Now let us look at another little known fact. The eighth-day people, according to Psalm chapter 102, verse 18, were created to praise, and as the song of the Lord comes forth through them, or as the Lord sings prophecy through them, the morning stars sing together to birth the new heaven and a new earth. It was all a part of God's plan. Do you see why Lucifer, or Satan, is so angry? His very name, Lucifer, means day star. He was heaven's praise leader. He and the Lord sang the first creation into being. 
Now it is the children of the eighth day that replace him to sing in the new heaven and earth. Also, because of Christ's victory over death, hell, and the grave, the eighth-day people will come full circle back to the beginning, in spite of all the devil has done to stop them. To fully comprehend how much the eighth-day people are God's substitute for the enemy, let us read Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 13 through 17. Keep in mind, as the devil entered Judas Iscariot to portray Christ, likewise he had entered the king of Tyre, God spoke to him, saying, Ezekiel, chapter 28, verses 13 through 17. You were in Eden, the garden of God. He was banned, but the eighth-day people returned there. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The bride is God's gem, and his priests, the silver and gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes were prepared for you on the day you were created. Heaven's chief musician, praise leader. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. He was to fill what God's priesthood or government does today. From God's mountain, he was to cover God's family. Now God's priesthood occupies the mountain and covers his people. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. The eighth-day people are perfect through the blood of the Lamb, no spot or wrinkle in his bride. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub. His office was taken from him, from the midst of the fiery stones. He was separated from God's holy angels, but God's people are aided and protected by them. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. He perverted God's knowledge to draw man to himself. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Wisdom had exposed him, his world and his evil intentions for mankind. In closing, the revealer looses wisdom that will destroy the enemy's knowledge and expose what he has done to this planet and God's family. Satan was a very important part of God's creation until he rebelled. Now God has replaced him by creating a new generation of people to fulfill his role, causing all Satan has accomplished to crumble and fall. The victory was God's before the foundation of the earth. Satan did not really stand a chance because... God had a plan.